0: salutations and welcome welcome to the 31st episode of the in the house podcast. We're into the 30s. Yeah, we're we're like we're well into the 30s at this point. 31st episode of the In the House podcast. I am your host, Evan Floyd. Ooh. I am Oh jeez, that was nice. <laughs> uh, that? I I am uh uh I I would say appropriately pumped to be here tonight. Yeah. Uh after last night's uh, oh, recording mishap, I'm thrilled to be here Sorry. alive. Yeah. Uh, and uh in order for me to be able to do really anything of use, I'm going to need to have somebody to, uh, you know, carry my puke bucket for oh. me. So uh, the only person I would trust with that noble task no. is my partner, Andy Frederick, everybody. Oh, He's man. coming to you live tonight. He's coming to you live tonight from a bot mitzvah in Effingham, Illinois. Is this your first bat mitzvah? It's not. No. No, it's not. Is it awkward that you're at the party for a uh, young Jewish person becoming a woman and don't live there?
1: It's neither of those things. A, because I'm not sure if you knew this about me.
0: I don't. Whatever it is, I clearly don't. Weirdly,
1: I love Judaism.
0: I believe I that about it. you. I love it. I believe that about you. I love it. That's not at all shocking. Um, it's it's a, uh, it's a it's a it's a perfectly fine religion and for those who choose it.
1: I like to travel sure via car to places that you can realistically travel via automobile like for a weekend. So
0: like Effingham, Illinois. Exactly. Noted tourist destination. I'm saying it does have an enormous and I mean enormous uh, like, aluminum siding cross when you drive through Effingham, Illinois. Yeah, but we're
1: not... I'm not but you're not there for no, that, no, no, not no, this I'm not time. There. I'm definitely not there for that. You right? should
0: build a giant, enormous... Star of
1: David, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Aluminum siding Star of David right next to it.
1: I don't know if I have the money
0: to do that. All right, well, then... But these are great people. The search continues. They've
1: been very welcoming, and they... I told them about the podcast.
0: Has there been good music? Amazing music. That's the only thing that really matters at a bat mitzvah.
1: They're chairs. Okay. And they
0: lift you on them. Really?
1: They lift you on them and dance.
0: Well, it's a, it's a cultural phenomenon.
1: I'm saying.
0: I'm glad you're uh, able to make take time out from chicken dancing or whatever it is. that More they've...
1: people should do this and they'd be happier.
0: Okay. I, I think throw as many parties as you possibly I'm can. I'm saying. All right. Now that we've gotten that ridiculousness out of the way, <laughs> we can start. Uh, we can start focusing on, uh, you know, the stuff that matters, which is we were intended to have a guest tonight. I had yes. a good guest lined up. We did. Uh, Joe Cecil was ready to join us, and he was going to offer us important thoughts about mm-hmm. important subjects. He was going to give us a lot of insight and knowledge because yeah. that's what one of the things Joe Cecil does. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was scheduled for last night, and then I took under the weather. I took under the weather, and uh, what my, I don't know specifically what I ate or what flew into me. Like, I don't know. But did
1: you eat anything weird? Like, for me, anything me, yes. For normal
0: people, hair. no. What did
1: you have?
0: I had olives in something, and I don't eat olives. I know. I, didn't I don't know. think olives, gave You me. think that, but uh, I'm a bizarre human being. My tastes are... Unusual. Where'd the olives come from? Uh, I'm assuming the Mediterranean somewhere. Okay.
1: Where'd you get the <laughs> olives? Like, where'd, you, where'd you get them? Uh,
0: I got them on a salad at a local restaurant okay. who will go nameless.
1: Fair enough. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't
1: know. Tell your immune system to buck up. I,
0: I, and I did, and I've recovered, and I'm ready to record tonight. But uh, we will, in fact, at some point, have Joe Cecil on, and he will give us... Updates about all manner yeah. of important things and insights into yeah. more manners of important yeah. things. But because uh, because I've failed so miserably in fighting off whatever happened to no. me, uh, we are in fact alone tonight. Just Andy and I. I enjoy
1: I love having guests on. Absolutely. We've had
0: amazing guests on. We've Some had really guests good on guests. that we
1: by all accounts should not have been no. granted and access to. Most
0: of to these you. people didn't wanna didn't want to come do this. Yeah. No,
1: no, no. no. But there is something about just the two of
0: us. Oh, there is. You know, I feel like Bill Withers sang about it. He wrote that song for us. He might have. And then he, Will Smith emphasized it. Too. He co-opted
1: it. It was like, you know,
0: these guys are out here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's always nice to have some, some just you and me time. Yeah. And share it with our, you know, 150 favorite listeners. So, hi listeners. Hey listeners. Um, you probably are hoping at some point we'll talk about Louisville City Football Club. <laughs> We're
1: getting there. Because this
0: about. is, in fact, the In the House podcast, which is the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group. We're only five minutes in. That's of Louisville what? City Football Club. We can wait. And uh, there's stuff to talk about. Like, there, there's things that we need to cover. Um, but to know where to begin, uh, I think mm. I am going to uh,
1: toss a coin. The, the universe and the fates should work
0: through you to determine what point. we deserve to yes. talk about. Yes. All right. What do we got? It's a heads, so we're going to talk about a game preview. Okay. Our game preview will focus on our match this Saturday night against Atlanta United 2. Atlanta okay, 2 United, If you will. Yes. I will. You will. I will. Uh, our last time out against them, they worked a draw against us late. Weirdly. Which was frustrating. Um, that was the game in which Andrew Carlton, uh, who is probably paid too much to mm-hmm. play in USL games, but he's doing so again tonight. Uh, uh, Atlanta is playing right now. They're losing 2 to nothing to uh, Nash, uh, Nashville, I believe. How and, much time was left when you looked? I didn't even check the minutes. I'm not going to lie to you, uh, but uh, and Carlton was playing again tonight. So I mean, Atlanta's trying to get him minutes. He's a 19 year old, and he's a you know they hope a future star. He already plays a lot with the American uh, national yeah. team. I imagine Coach Hack could be pretty darn familiar with him, as he yeah. would have been playing for Coach Hack on some of these uh, youth national teams. Uh, But uh, he drew a penalty against Sean Tosh in like the 88th minute. I don't – late, very late. Uh, And it was an iffy, iffy penalty. It looked like uh, Sean really restrained himself Mm -hmm. and mostly got uh, got ball. And there was not a lot here going on. Uh, But they got the draw. Atlanta has been bad. They've been a bad team all year. And uh, that was actually one of the most frustrating draws of the season. That was back in the Coach O'Connor era, was still underway.
1: I don't know if it says good things about us that the only way that you can tie us is by drawing a cheap penalty. But it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. Or if it's a bet, like is or is it? Does it say good things about us or bad things about them?
0: Yeah, like that's
1: how you get your points.
0: That's fair. We're very clearly now at at least three games off the top of my head that we lost points because of a penalty yeah. in the 80th minute or later. Stupid stuff. The Pittsburgh game that was annoying. The uh, Atlanta game went from the Pittsburgh game went from a win to a draw. The Atlanta game went from a win to a draw, and the Indianapolis game, the Indy game, went from a draw to a loss. On the back of very late penalties, and all of them were of uh, questionable questionable nature. Questionable. Yeah, that sort sure was probably the most egregious.
1: Frustrating.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was annoying, and it's always annoying. And Atlanta, they, they don't, they shouldn't pose as much of a threat. They shouldn't. Uh, that doesn't mean they won't. Like this team could be this team could be fine. Yeah. It could be bad, and it could be. Uh, no, that's really about their only options. Is they could be fine, and they could be bad. Yeah. They're very rarely good. I don't think they've had many games this year that would be characterized as good. Yeah. I am right in this moment because of our lack of preparation, because of my uh, being laid up last night. Suddenly, feeling like we've played them again since that draw. I feel like we've played them twice already, and I am uh, I'm embarrassed that I don't know the answer to that I'm off the top of my head, because uh, that's not that's not good. Like I should know these sorts of up. things. Oh, I'm up. I'm on it, man. I'm already three quarters of the way there. I suddenly do. I feel like we have played them again, and as soon as I see the score line, I'm going to be able to remember what the heck happened. But uh, we'll see. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Maybe we only played them the once. Maybe I'm off on that. No, we did. We got a win against them at home two to one. Yeah. also. so So this will be our second road game against them. We beat them to one which frankly is still not much of a whooping for a team that uh, they're right down there with uh, Toronto who's been playing better yeah. and Richmond who's been playing worse and this is not a this is this team is down there with them yeah and with North Carolina being the other team in that general area and that's not a place you want to be no. in your standings. Uh, their keeper's Christensen, and Christensen is... Uh, it's hard to say whether or not he's any good. He faces a lot of shots, and uh, Atlanta gives up a lot of possession. They play a little bit like their uh, parent team, Atlanta United, in the Major League Soccer, but their parent team is very good, and the second team is not very good.
1: Which is weird.
0: Well, it, is it, though? Because a lot of what Atlanta United senior... Yeah uh does well is that they play a lot of youth they play a wide open style that is fast and fun and uh it's sort of built on Mm -hmm. counter-attacks but it's a fun vibrant type of soccer to watch yeah and it requires a specific skill set to play in that and if you are trying to develop that skill set until it is developed it lends itself to being bad okay Like, if you're playing in a, let's say Bob Lilly's team had a two-team, it would be teaching people a lot of defensive restraint and responsibility and, uh, you know, doing your job. Yeah, it would be terrible. Well, they wouldn't be terrible because if you teach that system, even if the team is bad, what you're preaching to them is something that it's easy to keep games respectable. Like, even if you're bad at parking the bus, if you're parking the bus, it's going to be hard to score five on them. right. Whereas in Atlanta style, if you play counter-attacking, uh, wide-open soccer poorly, it leads to a lot of available shots. Yeah. And that, yes. can make, that can skew some results against you. Yeah, uh, It's not a team really worth too deep of a dive. We should come out with points. Uh, a tie would be sort of the worst-case scenario I could envision. If we lose this game here's the this is the kicker is where it is in the season with as few games as we have left yeah. coming into the home stretch really focused on these last four games I will feel bad if we don't perform well against a bad team like earlier in the season you'll give up you know uh, I, I can turn a blind eye to a poorly played game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you're trying something new. Maybe you're, you know, getting some guys some rest. Maybe There's a lot of possibilities. At this point in the season, especially now that we're coming on to a new coach and we're coming into the home stretch Mm -hmm. here, the guys shouldn't be that tired at this point. We're getting a lot of guys back from injury. We've brought in some extra legs. Yeah. Uh, Between those two factors, plus we're not playing very many midweek games anymore. The guys shouldn't be tired. We shouldn't be having to run out their experimental lineups. This should be we should be, you know, honing what we intend to do in the playoffs. Yeah. If you got to give somebody some spot minutes off the bench to, you know, well, maybe he's not tired right now, but Oscar's played all year. Let's give him the last 20 minutes of the game off or whatever. I don't mind that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to see the lineup we plan on rolling. Uh, with the possible exception exception of Jonathan Lewis, who you sort of can play as a uh, as a Ombi mm-hmm. uh, uh, lookalike. Yeah. Uh, they have similar skill sets. Yeah. And uh, I can see them saying Brian Ombi can still only play the last thirty minutes of a game or the first forty minutes of a game or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so you and you've got Jonathan Lewis, but you can't use him in the playoffs. Use Jonathan Lewis. I don't have any objection to that. But I basically want to see what we intend to do in the playoffs. Yeah, and to me that means that I can live with a draw. I can live with a draw yeah. if think you know we catch a bad bounce or we get a bad penalty call or you know the guys just don't have it that night. I can live with a draw. Mm. I can't. You can't lose this game. No, no, um. no. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's very. That was enlightening, Andy. Um, I feel like that with playoff positioning on the line right now, we're in a dogfight with Pittsburgh and Charleston for the two, three, four spots. And it's important to me that we not be four. I don't really care if we're two or three because you can't control who you're going to play in the first round. That's down. I mean, it's going to be a mid level playoff team regardless. But I don't want to be four. Why? Because I don't want to see Cincinnati in the second round of the playoffs. Not because I'm scared of them. You're I, just hell-bent
1: on um, seeing Cincinnati I want the, Eastern the Cincinnati Conference Eastern Players, Conference yeah. final, yeah.
0: That's what I want.
1: Okay, but if you don't get that, wouldn't... In, well, in that Cincinnati, case, then I, in the I would want The playoffs, wanna... like, just as good, like, anywhere in the playoffs. Isn't that fine?
0: Sure, sure. But then I would want Charleston to beat Pittsburgh because the team going into the playoffs that scares me the most is Pittsburgh.
1: Okay, but we've shown that
0: we can beat them. We've shown that we can, but the we, only reason we have we more trouble with
1: them is because of
0: dumb stuff. Yeah, but also that was a bizarrely played game. That wasn't really Loose City style soccer. We were just trying something new, which yeah, I also
1: feel like we should be prepared for the notion that that's that that, that might be helpful. going into the playoffs.
0: But we're not going to play that style of soccer against everybody. That's the style of soccer we'll play against people who want to park the bus. We're gonna play loose city soccer against everybody else, and so, or I hope we are, and uh, I kind of like the idea of it being like uh, like Rocky Rocky Two, where uh, or was it Rocky Three? They all run together for me, but uh, the one where uh, he hasn't come out as a righty. Where Burgess oh, Meredith yeah. has not come out as a righty and he's throwing out all these right-handed punches and it's unusual and it catches them off guard and it's not what they're used to seeing from him. And then late in the game he switches back to lefty. And it's like, I'd like to, to think that we're going to be able to do something like that. Where we can throw something at people they don't expect. But then that we can also still do what we do well. So, we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, It's been unusual-ish soccer for us lately anyway. But I do. I want... I want point or points out of this game, now is not the time to be dropping points. No. So a win would be highly preferable. I won't be, you know, kicking and screaming with a draw. A loss will raise a lot of questions for mm-hmm. me. So that's where I'm at. I'm thinking that we're going to ride the momentum that we have developed over these last two games, the the wave of good feeling. Mm-hmm. Even if some of the soccer was adequate or just above adequate and not as terrific as the score lines indicate, I uh, I think that you feel good about winning your last two games yeah. seven nothing. And so I've got us winning this game against Atlanta, down in Atlanta. I've got us taking a three one victory. Three one. Three one. Yeah. So instead of asking you uh
1: who our scores are. Yeah. How do you think I'm gonna to let me mix it up a little bit. How Fire do you think it. we lose that that goal? Like,
0: where do if, you think we do wrong that they get a goal? Sure. Um, I'm imagining we're going to keep running with the four-man back line, which is what we've mostly mm-hmm. been doing. Um, I really liked the look of the four three three last week, and so and I imagine Coach liked the way that looked also, and we'll probably try to run something similar back out there. Uh, Williams from... Uh, I think it's Romario Williams for uh, Atlanta. I think that's their other guy. Romario Williams. He's a good striker. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that with the four-man back line, maybe somebody rotates late, and maybe Oscar doesn't get to our back corner in time to prevent a corner kick. Romario's a good target. Maybe they get a corner kick goal, something like that, ball bouncing around in the middle of the field after a good corner. Yeah. Something like that. I don't expect it to be, like, run of play. Actual, like, skilled run of play. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I mean, obviously, the way we've been scored on the most this year is on Mm counterattacks and beating somebody to the line. That has happened a lot less under Coach Hack. Yeah. Uh, Especially since, I mean, other than the Toronto game, that hadn't been happening to us. And so, uh, I think... I, I don't think that that's as likely. I think that it's more likely to come from just a you know a mess up on a clearance you know somebody goes up and tries to head one out and instead it accidentally deflects off you know their ear Right. something stupid you know and the ball pings around and somebody gets a goal
1: okay
0: what you got I'm saying two nothing two nothing I'm saying 2-0. Atlanta?
1: <laughs>
0: no. No, all right. Two nothing. good, guys.
1: Um, I think we get a run of play. I think this is Cameron's... I mean, it's always a good, like, bet on Cameron.
0: Yeah. At this point in the season, he's oh. shown
1: that it's always a good bet.
0: I'm going to make you go scoring in the non-Cameron division. I mean, at this point, it's like... Okay, so, so... It's silly okay. to predict Cameron uh, you know to score and, a goal because, uh, of course, Cameron going not score a damn goal. Now we're talking.
1: Because I, he's gotten so close he has, so many times He has a couple season, of nice
0: opportunities this past week.
1: And I just want it so bad for him. Like, God.
0: Yep. He works so hard.
1: He's been through so many injuries. Yeah. And every time he comes back, there's no lapse, I feel like, in his form. He comes back, and it's always... Brian Owenby. Yeah. Yeah. He's fast. He's inventive. Threatening. Yes. He's a danger. And it shows in the way that our opposition plays us. Mm -hmm. They recognize. It is clear that they recognize Brian Elby is someone to be very worried about. And it shows in the way they play us. And to be that influential in every game that you play, Mm -hmm. even when you come in as a sub... I mean, for the love of God, just give him, just let him get have it, a get goal. in there.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's, I think it's a good idea,
1: and I think the crowd would go nuts.
0: I don't think that the crowd in uh, Atlanta the will care that city much. Would yeah. go nuts. <laughs> That's true. I don't think the people in Atlanta would. No, care No, they'd much. be pretty pissed. Yeah, but um, I agree pissed,
1: but not surprised. Frankly.
0: Hey. All right, so you're talking uh, Brian Ownby goal and probably a Cameron Lancaster goal cuz you know, it's Cameron control. Lancaster. We'll ho ho uh, <laughs> uh, Now, no, we've got uh, We've got ourselves a 3-1 and a 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk about let's go backwards for a second. Okay. Let's talk about Ottawa. Yeah. We just played Ottawa at home. Uh, got the four nothing win for nothing when you're never anything. Like there's no there's no notes. But uh and this game there are kind of notes. <laughs> like you're never I'm not going to nitpick about I don't feel stuff. like they're
1: bad notes
0: no. though. It's not like it wasn't like we did anything bad. No no, 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 no. Uh here's the here's the kicker. We hadn't scored yet before they got their first red card. We had clearly been the more threatening team. Yeah. We had clearly had the run of play. We had clearly looked more uh, threatening and scary and uh, likely to score by a lot. And then they had an idiot move. So they've got they they lose. Uh, I think Olivera went off first. I don't remember specifically. I know he was one of the two who went off, but he was. I uh, think he was first. So Olivera or whomever goes off. Somebody. Yeah. They a lose a the guy to a red card. Uh, the first one was off of the fight after the uh, the cross-in. I think it was a corner kick. And uh, Cam went up for a ball, and somebody grabbed him in a way he didn't like. And then uh, uh, other people got involved. So here's. It was a melee. I I watched it again, but I didn't. I didn't. Re- I, I still couldn't really pick out. No, there's actually. no. It we was a we scrum. Well, I mean, after the game, we watched it
1: several times.
0: Yeah, and then somebody and uh, Cam got up on somebody's face, and then somebody grabbed uh, grabbed him and Jose sort of uh, in unpleasant neck-like regions and tried to throw a punch. And there was nothing good about it. They no. they lose the guy. So here's here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. Is that. So,
1: during the game, um, when everything was happening, mm-hmm. and even after the game, the, a common joke mm-hmm. was that, "what well, these are Canadians, they're supposed to be nice. Right, yeah. What's happening right now? I'd imagine that they were, you know, not natives. I would imagine,
0: too. Yeah, that's probably why. I would imagine, too.
1: But, you're talking two red cards. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I know I'm jumping the gun a little Sure, bit, you're fine.
1: But two red cards in yeah. the game.
0: Yeah. For one team. Yeah, it's unusual. That's aggressive. They played highly aggressive all night. I think they were hoping to out-physical us and sort of assert that. Well, that's dumb. But the, they, they didn't go about it in a good way. And uh, obviously, you can't do what you did to get a red card there. I, I imagine that there was a lot of talk going into the game like, hey, we can't be pushed around, and we're on the road, and we got to you know, stand up for ourselves and all that. And some players took it too far and messed it up. And whatever. These things yeah. happen. They lose the they lose the player, we immediately go up two goals before halftime. Uh, one on a glorious dive from George <laughs> from George Davis, which was sweet. I love
1: watching gd 4 score.
0: I do too. Quattro, I, I still contend having one of the best seasons. Oh yeah. Uh, I I think that he's been a joy to watch this year. Uh, he's mm-hmm. playing he's playing like he's having fun while he's out there. Yeah. And but it, has also, been, it has
1: been different uh since and after he's gotten he's been the, the triumvirate yeah I think period. that being
0: named one of the head coaches really spurred him on for the remainder yeah. of the season yeah uh, he was in the postgame press conference after the game against Ottawa and man he was laser beam focused like you could tell he was pleased with their performance he was happy to get the win but he wasn't he didn't look like uh you know, Man, we got a four nothing win. Let's go out and celebrate. He looked like you know we're supposed to win four nothing at home. Yeah, like that. Like he was just you know another day at the office for him when he came out of there, and I loved seeing that. He looks playoff ready to me, both on the field and off. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so we get that goal from from uh, George, and then the last play of the first half, the last play, uh, whipping another great ball from Oscar. And Cameron puts it home because yeah. Cameron puts balls That's home. That's what he does. Uh, he just ducked it between two defenders, perfectly placed from Oscar, and Cameron uh, slots it into the corner with his head. I mean, we, we, I'm not ready to talk about Cameron yet. i got to let this percolate for a little while. <laughs> we go to the half with um, up a man and up two goals, and you already feel like, all right, we got this thing locked.
1: At a certain point, the thing is, like, as soon as that second red card comes out, because we've had some red cards. Sure. But then when the second one comes out, yeah. after that, it's like, yeah, you guys are down. I mean, you have, you have nine guys. You've got 11. But you did this to yourself. Right. And so the spanking. You've earned that the comes, spanking. You, you've, done, you've put yourself in this position.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's right. We go. Uh, we come out of the half, and then uh, they lose another guy this time for a cheap shot on Jose Carranza. Which dude? That yeah.
1: dude, Jose's hair is amazing. Huh? It is, and he's he's somebody? a young
0: young man. Right, like he's, he's still a growing lad. What are they doing trying to hurt our guy, our special special boy? What's your problem? Uh, and so uh, we they go down to the second man, and now it's just a damn shooting gallery. Yeah. Hack talked in the post game conference. Wisely about the fact that he was yelling at guys to quit attacking. Uh, we talked about it while we were out there. I mean, mm-hmm. once you're up two men and you're a possession-style team like we are, you can just play, Sorry. keep away the rest of the game. Say out. They didn't, you know, completely just say we're going to go around the back line for the next 40 minutes, but what they did do was uh, they... Waited until they had pushed the defense off balance and found an actual attacking hole. They didn't just throw numbers forward. Me. Right. I mean, when you got a two man advantage, if we were down by a goal, <clears throat> right, then we it's would have just been throwing, throwing everything at the front door and being able to pound in there with extra numbers, and that's great. But we weren't trying to score eleven. We were trying to show that we could be a possession team and run out the clock. And so, yeah, we still attacked enough to get Cameron another goal. uh, We had the super close chance that uh, Jonathan Lewis put over the bar on the header. And uh, Alexi Swahi got his third professional goal.
1: Which, you know,
0: after the last time that Alexi scored was followed by some not-goodness. Almost immediately by an own goal that uh, was caused by our boy Alexi. And so watching him score again... Mm -hmm.
1: Was especially mm-hmm. like you know what this is what should have happened. Yep. This is for you. Yep. I agree. And he, and and it, luckily it happened at Scouse's house end. Yes. Like at our end, so we
0: got to see his face. Yeah, he was his He was ecstatic. He it and you couldn't help but feel great for the kid. Yeah. And uh, not oh. enough can be said about how well he's played. Oh, uh, gosh. It, this, is the, this is the dirty little secret of playing a four-man back line. And it's it's emotionally painful for me. It hurts me as a human being. <laughs> because Paco and Alexi are really turning into a great partnership back there Yeah. In that four-man back line. Paco being able to play the ball out. Mm. Oscar and Kyle or Sean in any of the combination of those three. Pat played well back there when he played in that role. But really, Oscar and Kyle. There's not a place on the field right now that's ideal for my favorite player. (laughs) So right now, I I love, I'm using the word love here, and I don't use that word lightly. I love Sean Tosh. Yeah. I love the Hulk. Yeah. I want him out there. He's played great. I'm, he's. I have no, there's no game reason why he can't be out there. No. Except that Alexi's kind of outplaying him. And it's not even that Sean's playing bad, it's that Alexi's playing really, really well. Yeah. And when we played in a three man back line, I would love right now to see what it would look like with Sean, Alexi, and Paco that those three back there on a three man back line. Oh, it'd be <clears throat> impenetrable. It'd be, it'd, be it'd be great and fun. But that's not what Hack wants to do, and he's making it clear as we go along that that's not what he wants to do. And that means that you're only playing two center backs, and I'm not positive that they're wrong to play Paco and Alexi right now over Paco and Sean. Now, you're losing nothing when you put the Hulk on. Nothing. So, I don't have any objection to... If he wants to mess around with who's playing in the back four over the last week, Mm -hmm. those guys... To me, you're not losing much by no, switching no, no. around. But what you have is Paco really well really good at playing the ball out. Oscar and Kyle really good at picking their moments to move forward and picking their moments to adjust and slide over. And Alexi just being a man marking machine, yeah. clearing the ball out every time it comes in and yeah. running some poor striker into the ground. But I think what you get with Tosh is a little bit more experience. Yeah. And I also
1: think that you get um a more so when you watch Alexi play, yeah, you can see that he can be a very physical player, yeah, he can be the wall, yeah, right I think Tosh displays
0: a more targeted physicality, yeah. That Alexi will eventually have. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I see exactly where you're coming with this. And one thing that I I agree with you completely about that is that uh, Sean knows a little bit how to use his physicality to get into somebody's head and to time it right. And like, yeah, I'm going to commit a foul right now. I know I'm going to commit a foul right now. But he's going to remember this foul for the rest of the game. Or, I'm going to go for this tackle right now, and maybe I'm not going to get there, but I know I can go for this mm-hmm. electric tackle because Paco's in position behind me. Yeah. Alexi doesn't quite have that aspect of it yet. But you can tell that he will. He will. Uh, and Alexi's just going to get better and better. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I think that Alexi will make mm-hmm. a uh, run of play mistake more likely than Sean will. Yes. So, Alexi will make a bad pass that goes awry that he shouldn't have tried to make, or he will go for a tackle that, uh, you know, ends up going poorly for him. Yeah. More than Sean will. Yeah. Sean, however, will make bizarre decisions sometimes, in that he'll meander forward when maybe he doesn't need to, or that he will position himself too far up the field and get beat behind him occasionally. Uh, This is all, this is like, I feel like I'm making fun of my children right now because I love both of these guys, and I don't feel like either one of them, they're both phenomenal center backs for the USL. And both of them could play a division or two up. Yeah. But I'm not, the, the one thing that we're not even disagreeing about at all is that Paco's the best of the bunch. Paco's gotta be out well, there. Well I mean Paco's gotta be out there. He yeah. does everything that you want in a center back at a high level. Yeah. Every aspect of being a center back, I don't have any complaints.
1: Yeah, no. There's no, I mean, that's probably why Paco hasn't been part of this conversation.
0: Right. It's because he's so like, there's just no. Of course about you gotta it. put Paco out. Like, there. <laughs> what are you kidding me? Alright. So i'm I'm done. I can't I can't try to pick apart these guys games anymore because it's physically painful to me. and they're they're both so good. Yeah, I feel great about our back backline. Uh, but what I was really trying to get at without trying to have to pull Sean into this is that Alexi is playing at yeah. ev- uh, I believe that it was uh, Jordan Cooper, but I don't want to misattribute it here. So somebody on one of the radio shows or the podcasts. Mm-hmm has been consistently saying that every time they watch Alexi play, they think that's the best game Alexi's played. So whoever said that, kudos to you because I agree. Every time out, I think, man, he gets better every game. I think that
1: uh, the thing that I'm most impressed with Alexi about is his growth from his
0: mistakes. Yeah.
1: It's something to – it's one thing for – and this is really in any – facet of life, really.
0: Here comes wisdom with Andy.
1: Here it is. It's easy to make a mistake. Whatever you're doing, it's easy to make a mistake and let it define everything you do after that. Right. But it's a whole nother thing to make a mistake and grow exponentially. Right. And I think Alexi
0: does that exceedingly well he does and this is the key you have to be able to as a as a center back if you screw up you have to be able to do an impressive mental gymnastics yes of you have to be able to completely forget that it happened because you can't play with fear if you're back there as a center back so you have to completely forget that it happened but you also have to remember how it happened and don't let it happen again And i think
1: that he's done uh with his own goal again after the that fiasco against Pittsburgh. Yep. I mean, and that's that's a situation that really gets in your head. Yeah. Right? That's well, something that you have to wrestle with. And, and the and choking I think, red card. And I, and the choking red card. I think he's had two big moments that he has faced and said, you know what, I'm going to grow from this because I know that if I can, I'll be that much better. And I think it shows in his game now.
0: Yeah, I agree. Alexis Wahey. I'm a fan. I hope he's he, also an incredibly sweet person. <laughs> he is. He is. <clears throat> our first interview. He will always. Yeah, be our, he, he will always, will always have be a our special first interview. Place in our heart. Um. All right, and so uh, we got the two extra goals. I yeah. loved the way we played the power play yeah. of just having the ball, having the ball in their half, yeah, it moving beautiful. it side to side. We've got this. You can't have it. Yeah. We had like I think we had over seventy percent possession, and you're supposed to have over seventy percent possession when you're in you situations like that. No, what was
1: what struck me about that is that standing there watching them, mm-hmm. several people
0: mm-hmm. from
1: who wherever said, "Do something! Do something!" and you turned to David and then to me, mm-hmm. and you were like, "No, this is perfect what they're doing." Yeah, right and we agree. Yeah. Hold possession. If you have the opportunity to move forward, great. But don't rush anything.
0: You don't need to hold the ball. The only times we actually tried to score, once we were up two men, we either scored or were so close that it, you know, that it should have been a goal.
1: Yeah, that was perfect. When right. you're up that lead,
0: that was perfect. Unless you are like, here is a clear goal scoring opportunity, let's take it. Unless that is the case, then just keep the ball. Yeah, it saves everybody's legs a little bit. It uh, you know it it takes the stress level down a notch, and uh, everything was good about. You're not it. running unnecessary risks. Right, no less it less risk for injury. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to it, and also, they've talked about in eleven on eleven play wanting to be able to run the clock out when we've got a lead, and this is good practice for that. Yeah, it's good practice. I mean, you're gonna have more guys running at you, but they were down two, three, and then four goals. They had to come and try to get the ball, and we were mm-hmm. still keeping it away from them. Yeah. So, I've got no, I've got no complaints about the fact that we didn't try to score eleven. No, we could no. have tried to score eleven. Absolutely. But the fun thing about it was that if you really watched it,
1: you're watching them play it, You're watching us playing keep away from them, essentially, but we were playing keep away on their goal, mm-hmm. and. Even if we weren't like a meat trying to score, there was always that movement forward. Yes, yeah, you know, inching like you know what, probing. Yeah, keep pushing a little bit. Maybe something opens up, but if it doesn't, we're still up,
0: and, and I, we still have the ball. As and we I've cares. still got Paolo back there playing quarterback that I can just give him the ball back. Exactly. And uh, no, I thought I thought great. And that that leads us to seven nothing over our last two games, three nothing win, and then a four nothing win. You're rounding into shape. And you got to remember that everybody was so cheesed after that draw with Pittsburgh. If you had signed up for a draw with Pittsburgh, you'd have been happy. Mm. Like, at Pittsburgh, tell them we're going to score two goals and you're going to come away with points. We'd have been thrilled. We would yeah. have said, okay. And before that, the reason why that hurt so much is because before that, we had lost the one nothing game to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah.
0: And again, that's the best team in the league that we played half in a monsoon who and scored on a fluke. Scored on a fluke that we outplayed. Yeah. And I'm not that mad about a one nothing loss to a team that's that good. And so what we're talking about here is we played the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, probably in all the USL, mm-hmm. that, that isn't us, and came away with reasonable results. Yeah. And then we just played two teams that were middle end of the standings and yeah. beat them both. Handily. Thinking, clean I was, sheets.
1: I always think about that Cincinnati game and people are like, yeah, it would have been good with win against Cincinnati. It's like, yeah, but think about it. It literally took an act of God for them it to did. score. It did.
0: <laughs> it required divine intervention for them to score.
1: It, 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 the most extreme weather conditions you can imagine Yeah. to reasonably play soccer. That's what it took for them to score against us.
0: Right. I agree. And so... We'll we'll have a lot of time, I imagine, to be able to discuss the the glory of the concept of playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. We're not there. You gotta play. You gotta. We gotta make the playoffs, and then we gotta win playoff games. So let's worry about that yeah. then. But I like where we're at right now. I said after the Pittsburgh game, everybody calm the hell down. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be fine. In fact, we're gonna win the cup. Mm-hmm. I still feel like we're gonna win the cup, and. Uh, yeah. I feel more justified in that belief after these last two games. I,
1: you know, uh, since you since you said that, mm-hmm. I've actually thought about that a lot, mm-hmm. and I've looked back over our season and I've looked back over our mess ups and our win, like our, our, you know, uh, and I I think I agree with you now more than I did when you first said
0: it. I understand. Twas so I'm a, giving you credit. Twas ever thus for profits. I'm We're always we always look wiser in hindsight. Yeah, and uh, when November rolls around, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Evan said this was gonna happen."
1: Yeah,
0: I don't. I'm not saying you should like you know build a statue or anything, but if that happens, maybe I get a statue. That's all I'm saying. How big do you want the statue? <laughs> just small, like a statuette, like pocket-sized. Can, can it be made out of mashed potatoes? Whatever you like, man. Whatever whatever your medium is. I can do that. Yeah, I can do mashed potato. Oven. I'd like it to be as lifelike as possible.
1: <laughs> See, uh, what if it's just your name, and uh, mashed potatoes? That, that,
0: that hardly feels like a statuette at well, this point. All right, at that at that point, it just feels like you're playing with your food. Um, yeah, so that's that's our game review. That's, that's where we're at. That's what's going on. It was
1: a good one. All right. You know what I liked about that one? What's that? It was very... I think you and I are good at taking a very realistic approach to our team. Jeez.
0: We are good at
1: that. Because we care about them, so we we're very do. realistic, right? We're not we super do. negative, but we're not like delusional as far as our... Like, our Positivity toward them, right? I we, like
0: that you say that right after I just guaranteed that we're going to win the US no, Cup. No, but, <laughs> but,
1: but that's what I think gives it the most sure, credit. is sure. That you've actually, like several of our game predictions, you've called a loss for us.
0: That's true, I have.
1: Yeah, we're very realistic about it. We which try makes to you be. feel even better about your prediction of us getting the cup.
0: In I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to it. It was a good review. It was huh? a good review. It was good for both. It was awesome. Let's have some purple stuff, man. It's a good jacket. Oh, man. This old thing? (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Ah, You've been having some purple stuff at work tonight, haven't you? Man. You may have dipped into it before we got here. Dipped is a. Scooped? Swam. You swam in some purple stuff. Your job involves purple stuff. Yeah, it does, thank God. All right, so, uh, purple stuff tonight. There's actually quite a bit to cover here. So I'm gonna to try to operate in terms of importance, but okay. we'll see. So the least important of these, okay. and it's saying something, to the point where we're gonna banter about it later. Okay, is Cameron Lancaster with the forked lightning is now at 21 goals. Yeah, still in the lead for the uh, golden boot. He's basically a shoe in. No, he's <laughs> so, well that's funny. All right, a, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see you were going that's with the a pun only there. I, did it. I was gonna say because he's you know they're still. In soccer, somebody can score a hat-trick any given game, and, right. and he's like three goals ahead. So it's not, it's not like who, a lock. Who is it that's behind him? Uh, Rios and Ennevoldson are the two that are closest to him, I believe. Okay. And, uh, you know, either they they could have miraculous games and, you know, come, come up and remind him, or they could just score in each of their next four and Cam doesn't score or whatever. So, I mean, it's not, it's not in the bag yet. But he's got a comfortable lead, and his goal-scoring pace is... Otherworldly, yeah, and so we'll get to that in banter because the, the Cam deserves it. Yeah, uh, piece number two. A lot of folks got to come out on Monday night mm-hmm. to Molly Malone's mm-hmm. in uh, the the Highlands mm-hmm. and enjoy meeting a man in blazer. Not men in blazers, just one man in blazer. A man in blazer. Uh, Raj Bennett showed up, uh, and he was unbelievably cool. I hope everybody got out there and got to meet him. Uh, I got a picture taken with him, which was cool. Uh, My understanding, I haven't gotten to listen yet, my understanding is that he gives us quite the shout-out on this week's Men in Blazers episode, so I'll be listening to that uh, when I get to work tomorrow. Um no, he uh, it was. My understanding is that he was just coming into town to visit with Hack. this was not a media event. This was not a social oh. thing. He was just coming into town to meet with Hack, and uh, they said they were going to Molly's for you know to hang out and get some drinks. And yeah. uh, the supporters groups and the team were like, let's turn this into a media thing. And so they did the coaches show from Molly's. I was lucky enough to be on that with yeah. uh, Kevin and. Uh, Lance and Howie Lindsay who uh, is a delight yeah um, and then the far the the supporters group presidents both Michael scouse Bromelow and Tom farmer went on for a segment and uh, also Brad Estes and Scott Stewart got on there for a little while and uh, kept time until Raj and uh, hack arrived yeah and then they were they were just The most hospitable people in the world. Like, the guy's here for a social visit, Mm -hmm. and he spent three hours talking to every single person in the bar. He gave everybody as much time as they wanted. He was friendly and engaging. Mm -hmm. It showed, you know, that the image that he puts out on that show, Mm -hmm. either that's really who he is, or he's just willing to put on that facade for another three hours on a personal night, you know? He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't. there to do a show. He wasn't. This wasn't a book signing, like there wasn't stuff. Right. He was just showing up at a bar with a friend, and it was awesome. Also, it showed a great side of Hack. Uh, Coach Hackworth was a lot of fun. He was very loose and engaged. Really, he gave everybody a lot of time. It's
1: such a. It's that's such a, a.
0: This was. This would not have been a James right? O'Connor. No no. 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 Well, and also I loved what it said about soccer in this city, because we had. 250-ish people mm-hmm. show up on a Monday night yeah. to a bar to take a chance at meeting a guy who podcasts about soccer. Yeah, This wasn't, you know, it wasn't David Beckham. It wasn't like niche people would be interested in right, this. Soccer right. people are interested yeah. in this. And 250 people showed up on a Monday night and hung out for three hours to get a chance to meet Roger Bennett. And he was he didn't disappoint. It was an awesome event. That's number two. Number three is the upcoming home game against North Carolina next Saturday mm-hmm. is, uh, that is the pink prom game. They're having the pink out,
1: very important.
0: Uh, a lot of the, the money is going to Pink Prom, mm-hmm. which is a, a great organization in the fight against cancer. And so yeah. please uh, you know, uh, buy extra tickets, buy extra shirts. Uh there I believe they're giving out some t-shirts I yeah. think but they are definitely selling some jerseys we've talked about it go out buy one get one make it happen for yourself cuz you'll be disappointed if you don't Get fight cancer. Get to the game, fight, fight cancer. cancer. I like all of it. I'm looking forward to seeing how those jerseys look out on the field. Yeah. Too. I think it's going to be cool. cool to see.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. I have more. I'm trying to remember specifically what this all. This is why I write things down. And well, I you didn't. used
1: to, Do you remember the day when you used to write stuff? When I used to be prepared for this crap. When we would go into this, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, those were good days. Those was that was. I remember
1: planning before we started recording. We would sit and you would plan and say, "I'm going to do this. Check. I'm going to do this. Check.
0: We're going to talk about these twelve things. Well, we're past it. We're done with it. No, we don't do that anymore at that's all. That's it. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know
1: if it means our show has gotten. Worse or better?
0: Yeah, one of those. Here's the final piece of purple stuff. Okay. And this is actually an announcement that Andy was not aware of until now, because I keep forgetting to tell Andy this. And it's actually pretty important. You don't tell me anything. I really don't. And it's actually pretty important. Uh, October 3rd, next week, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, there's an event occurring at Oxmoor Toyota. One of the uh, places of employment of our favorite tech guru, Kenny Allward. Wait, wait, wait. Is he going to be healthy enough to go? Like, will
1: he have his nurse with him? Why? Or a walker? Where's he going with this? Well, I mean...
0: Are you going to fight Kenny Allward?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I I was trying to make a joke about
0: how old Kenny is. Oh, Kenny. I know. You're a young, healthy, vibrant man. I did it again. Kenny, one of these days is just going to sucker punch you at a game. I'm not going to believe it. No. All right. Uh, But there's an event October 3rd at Oxmoor Toyota. I believe that it's from 5.30 until 8.30. Okay. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. The third is Wednesday, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, When that occurs not only will you get a chance to meet some of your favorite Lou City personalities what? yeah there will be at least one player and I know the name of him but I'm not going to give that away right now we're hoping there will be more we think that there likely will be Uh, there might be some food there might be some sweet deals on some Oxmoor Toyotas and uh you're going to get a chance to spend some time with some Lou City people out at Oxmoor Toyota if but wait there's more Andy and I will be recording our in the house podcast Shh. with the special <laughs> guest player that night. So you'll be able to come out and see how the sausage is made, how the oh, magic happens. This will be our first public like podcast. You love pub. Yeah. I'm now glad- I'm optimistic that it will only be Scouse and Kenny. But unfortunately, Oxford Toyota is a uh, successful enough company, and Kenny is good enough at his job just, that they're going to draw gonna be, a lot of people. going to
1: be a bunch of people watching us do this podcast. And the thing is, this podcast is fun for us to do because it's just you and me and whoever. Andy and is my literally wife in the next room.
0: Andy, I literally have to convince to wear pants for these things. Oh and yeah, now we're going to be out in public doing the In the House podcast uh, with a player guest, uh, I'm not announcing the player because it's not my place. Toyota gets to announce that kind of stuff when the time comes. But we have commitments. What's it rhyme with? Uh, it rhymes. Ri- <laughs> it, it rhymes with shut up. <laughs> um, so uh, we're we're really excited about that. I am, and now Andy has to be because I just announced on the air that he's going to be much joining us.
1: Stuff can I have before we're we going to
0: have to go into negotiations with Oxmoor Toyota about that. But uh, there will be an event. It will be awesome, and we, we will be recording the there. there. Come by and say hi. Maybe you could ask us some questions. Help us out with the, our player interviews, which what are would notoriously... ever want to
1: ask us? Uh, we're going to find out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <We're, and that's, laughs> somebody asked me recently because Barrel Proof does ask Barrel Proof. Right. Where on their show, they take questions on Twitter. And somebody said, hey, have you ever thought about taking questions from, you know, the audience or whatever? And I said, nobody... Wants to ask us nobody anything? Nobody wants to know
1: anything. No, 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 no. about us. Oh, like nobody right. wants to. Yeah,
0: and yeah. and if somebody says, "Hey, Evan, you forgot to mention this," or uh, "What are you thinking about that?" I always just reference it on the air. Yeah. In the course of conversation, it doesn't need to yeah. be put into a formal question. Yeah. Uh, but now you're going to get your chance because it's going to be a live podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I'm you excited. Yeah. I intentionally I waited to tell him on this pod so that he couldn't more. say no. <laughs> Yeah, so you couldn't say no. Uh, we will be out there it's on like October third for
1: our entire friendship. It you know? really is. This
0: is, is kind of it. This is it in a nutshell. Uh, I make you do stuff, and you ask if you're allowed to drink. So that's oh. basically how we <laughs> yeah, do stuff. Yeah, the metaphor. For- <laughs> uh, we're very excited about it now, and uh, <laughs> so that's what we've got going on for purple okay. stuff. Um, I read a really nice article. And this is this is sort of the midpoint. This is this is not purple stuff, and it is not banter. It's like uh, purple, purple banter. Purple banter, yeah. yeah. Um, I read an article, and I wish I could attribute it, but I can't. Uh, if somebody wants to post on the, the Scouse's House Twitter or my Twitter, because I know that there are people out there who've read this article too today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was from like... No, I'm not even going to try, because I'll get it wrong. But it was an article that was written about... The differences between the teams' formations under yeah. Coach O'Connor, okay, the triumvirate and Coach Hackworth, okay, and I felt really justified because it said basically what you and I have been talking about for the last you know twelve weeks, yeah. And so I've got I have no notes on that. They they were accurate in their in the way that they uh, portrayed it, and they also offered some statistics. Just they didn't try to say one was better than the other. They just said. These are how they play, and this is what the results look like. Right. Coach Hackworth's system produces more goals. Yes. And allows fewer goals, which you would think in and of itself, hey, that's better. Right. Uh, I think that our schedule may have been tougher for portions of Coach O'Connor's stay. Uh, I also think that um, you can't fully say that Coach O'Connor hadn't started incorporating a four-man back line because he had. A little bit here Mm -hmm. and there. And also, I think that the triumvirate's success is grossly weighted towards who we were playing while they were there. Because the triumvirate, we had the highest winning percentage while they were the coaches. Right. And we scored tons of goals while they were the coaches. But we also gave up quite a few goals. So, I mean, it is what it was. We played some high-scoring games, but they were against high-scoring teams. The New York Red Bulls game skews a lot of stuff. 6-4 game skews a lot of stuff.
1: And that was still triumvirate. Wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Right? Wasn't it? I think it was the last one. I think it was. I think it was the last game before he officially took over. And we played
1: four games at the triumvirate? We
0: played six games. Seven games under the triumvirate. And uh, they did great, and nobody has any complaints. And I, but it was a really interesting article, and I think it's worth going back and reading it if you haven't, because it really presents everything in broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't go into crazy soccer technicalities. It just, if you are interested in what the difference is between how we played under Coach O'Connor, who wrote it? I don't know. It's my point. Are you? Why would you do that to me? I literally opened this by saying I don't I'm, know who it's
1: from. I'm in and out. Um,
0: what? andy is actually passing out where would i find it you would find it online on the internets okay but i will send you a link, dude i don't have any of that information you can send me a link you can't send the when i go online and spend 25 minutes scrolling through twitter to find where the article came from okay i will send you a link tweet it i will post a link on my twitter that's perfect all right i'm not gonna see that no I'm not so twitter, i'll send it to you so, you're not okay. which i've been having to answer for constantly <laughs> um even in the promotion of our event they were like does he not have a twitter we nope. yeah join it at the yeard and and uh ky scouse and andy <laughs> <laughs> so I like it. i know um no, but it's a really interesting article. It's worth okay. the time to try to find it. Uh, it's all over Lucity Twitter, so the that portion of the fan base can find it pretty easily. Um, but it's worth the read because I think that it presents the information succinctly mm-hmm. and uh, clearly. It may generalize a bit about things that, you know, true soccer dweebs would, be, would yeah, take offense but- at, but if you are just trying to explain it to you know not even the layman just to your normal fan. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. This would be a really helpful article in terms of being able to go this will increase your soccer knowledge if you are an average fan and it will increase your appreciation of the differences between the two if you are an above average level stalker fan. Okay. So it's worth the read.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, that's it. That was my that was my transition from purple stuff to banter. That's great. And uh her banter. Yeah. Purple banter. And so, going into actual banter now, when Roger Bennett let's walked out, hold, ja- no, hold, on, hold on. Let's talk about that jacket for a second. You want to talk about the jacket? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I would normally
1: try to find some snide, clever insult. Sure. About this jacket. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Because.
0: I legit
1: like that jacket.
0: Dawg. Oh, I'm actually wearing my high school Letterman's jacket right now. I know, no, I'm I'm I might have been. <laughs> I
1: might have been. You look like a, a British, a, a Liverpoolian street tough. Oh, wow. Okay, but like a sophisticated one. Sure. Yeah. Like, you care about what you look like, but you also. Might go fight somebody.
0: Like a Kingsman in my downtime? Kind of, yeah. All right, I get that. Now, I am wearing an Express zip-up... Uh, frankly, it's a fancy track jacket. It's basically what it, it is. It's,
1: but it's it's like, it's got this weird earth tone thing it's going on. It's tan
0: and brown, and I've liked this jacket for a long time. It looks like a creme brulee. Not gonna lie. I just dropped about seven pounds, and uh, yeah. tonight was the first jacket night of the year. Yeah. And I thought... I'm going to go back to a jacket that I didn't get to wear last winter. You've got the scrunch going, too. Yeah, I go with the squidged up uh, sleeves. Man, you know... I'm I gonna, just wanted to say that before anything the, else. The, the, the money will be on your nightstand. All right? <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, reaffirmed the purchase. I'm just saying. Uh, now, let's get into that. Okay, yeah, All right, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we've got... <laughs> Uh, when Roger Bennett walked into my Malone's yeah. and made his grand entrance and we were chanting at him and having a yeah. grand old time, he got up on the stage and got everybody's attention. Everybody in the bar quieted down eventually. And he said, uh, I have two words for you. Mm-hmm. Cameron Lancaster. Yeah. And the crowd went freaking nuts. Well, yeah, yeah. Because the guy knows how to play to a crowd.
1: It's almost like he's a professional
0: at doing it. He is. Cameron Lancaster, though, is a good way to get City fired up right now. Because the man is a scoring machine. Like, we've talked... Basically, for the last eight weeks in Purple Stuff, we've had to update people where he's at in the Golden Boot race. And it's always been good news. Yeah. (laughs) And it almost always is followed by him scoring a goal because he's scoring more than a goal per game.
1: Which is insane.
0: If Cameron Lancaster plays... He's probably going to score. If he plays the whole game, he's more likely to score than not, according to statistics right now. Which, for soccer, is insane. It's nuts. His conversion rate is half of why this is so impressive. He's always been willing to shoot from wherever. Mm Mm-hmm. This year, when he shoots, it's going in basically all the time. Yeah. So some of this is maybe not sustainable long-term. And this is not a knock on cam. This is just true of statistics and soccer science. Everywhere. Right. Yeah. We should bring Austin Buchanan from Tracking Forward back yeah. on. He'd be able to explain to you better than I can how XG, which is expected goals, well, yeah. uh, and actual goals. He's got, like, heat maps. He does. and, and But when you compare those two things... Generally speaking, over over time, your xG and your actual goal scored are going to start to level out. Yeah. And right now he's basically, if he takes a shot, he's scoring it. Yeah. And so I imagine that right now it's out of whack because he's just a freaking animal, and whatever he does is finding yeah. the net. Scored two more, another forked lightning in the game against Ottawa, and. He just does it every way you can score. Right foot, left foot, half volley, set piece, penalty Weird spot turns. with his head. Some great body control. Yeah, He'll beat a man and then score. Or he'll take a play on the run and then score. He scored in every way you can score. He's now one goal shy of the single season record mm-hmm. set by our dearly departed Matt Fondi. Who is now playing again.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Signed to play again for the Oakland Roots. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, with his partner in crime from their one year in Loose City, Ryan Burke. Really? Yeah, they're going to play together for the Oakland Roots. I don't know anything about it other than I saw when the Roots uh, announced the signings. And then I've seen people referencing it. Is that, but it's true. The, they're the, both the going to be playing. What
1: Is that USL? No. What's their conference? No. No.
0: I believe that it was a... Uh, NPSDL, something along those lines. It's an unusual, it's not That's one so of the... weird. Yeah. That's the other piece of purple stuff I forgot. Oh my gosh. I'm stupid. Bad we're not... Hey, I'm going to get through this because we're not actually going to go into talking about it, and I'll tell you why.
1: Okay.
0: USL announced their rebrand this week, going into uh, going yeah. to three divisions, the, the championship, yeah. League One and League Two and it's all really interesting and there's a ton of things to talk about and to discuss with it. We're not going to go into it because neither Andy nor I are smart enough to really be able to give you any kind of actual information about it. Well, no. and so what I have done oh, no. in my great wisdom oh. and you're not even going to have to participate. Is it
1: the word you'd use is wisdom?
0: I have what have you done? I have acquired an interview with a person who does understand these things, okay. who can explain it to us, okay. and who will be useful about being able to uh, help our fans understand what's going on with the, with the future of lower division soccer. Okay. Nipun Chopra from uh, Sock, Talks, uh, Sock Takes and from the lower division football show on YouTube will be joining me. Well, actually, I'll be driving to Indianapolis to join him on Sunday uh, okay. morning of this week. And so this will be a Scouse's House in the House special edition podcast, where I interview Nipun Nepo- Chopra. You'll be able to get that this week, Andy. If you want to make the drive on Sunday morning to no, Indianapolis, doing that. I I, sh- I really before I even started saying it, I was like, there is no <laughs> way, there is no way he's doing this. I love
1: you, um, but there's uh, I love you above a lot of stuff. Yeah, in the world,
0: but not sleep.
1: But not not even sleep. Yeah. Um brunch,
0: oh, you do love brunch with my wife. you do love brunch.
1: making brunch for my wife kind of comes above everything. I'm hopeful
0: else. i'm I'm hopeful that Napoon will want to get brunch with me
1: if you all want to come down here and I can fix brunch for everybody, but it's uh, I'm excited about it. It should be a good interview,
0: be. and it'll be a lot of helpful and useful information for people who are trying to understand uh the USL rebranding, what it means for the future of USL, what it means for the future of Louisville City. Mm-hmm. He's going to be great at being able to explain it to yes. us. Back to your regularly scheduled uh, waxing poetic about Cameron Lancaster. He's really good at soccer, is it the thing. Out,
1: it turns out. He's, he's got a, great
0: tattoos, too. He does. He's, he's inked up. Um, he's got 21... He's got uh, 21 goals in the season. He's mm-hmm. got four more games to score one goal to tie and, and two goals yeah. to set the all-time single-season scoring record.
1: Yeah,
0: It's exciting that we will have set it twice in four years of existence with two different players. And also, Cameron Lancaster was Matt Fondy's backup that first year, Yeah, which is cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's and amazing. so now uh, Cam Lancaster... On the doorstep of history. Yeah. I expect, my prediction is that he's going to end the year with 23. I think he gets two more over the final four games. I think he ends it with 23. I think so, too. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So he sets the record, doesn't shatter it. But breaks it. Yeah. And puts it up there. I like it. And sets it in a way that uh, next year, Ilya can break it Exactly. I kid because Cameron's going to, you know, Barcelona or whatever. You would imagine. No, right? you wouldn't imagine he's going to Barcelona, but I would imagine that he'll get an opportunity elsewhere. But then we thought the same thing about Fondi, and they really only offered him an NASL contract, which, which was just weird. marginally like better. Yeah. Maybe he got other offers somewhere else, but uh, just decided he wanted to go to Jacksonville. But ultimately it was strange that it was sort of a lateral move and he bet on the wrong league. and yeah. Just it was a thing. Oh, well, you know, oh, well,
1: how many Americans go to a league like premier league
0: or right now? I think that there are about seven Americans in the EPL. Something like like how realistic of a, and most of them aren't playing much. I'm sorry. How How, realistic? I mean, it's realistic, but I mean, not from our division. The more likely scenario is if somebody wanted to go over there, they'd go into like league three. Okay. Uh, and so they would end up having to play their way up uh, with a team and prove it in England. Uh, the chances of somebody going from USL to the Premier League... I'm not saying USL, but I'm saying like... No, I hear you. And I'm saying that about seven or eight guys over there right now from uh, from America. Okay. And there aren't many that are serious contributors. Okay. So uh, that's just the way that goes. Uh, I can imagine Kim going back. To England and playing on a you know third division side, maybe even a championship side. If he re, I mean not really, cause that's a huge jump. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a bigger jump than the jump to the MLS. So, and I can picture him going to MLS or playing in Mexico. I I just don't picture him playing in our league on our team again next year because he's had too much success and he's shown too yeah. much quality. And he's actually been able to mostly stay healthy this year, which was always the really only thing holding him back was injuries mm-hmm. every year. Because every time he's gotten on the field, he's been a bad mother. Yeah. He's just, uh, you know, he's been having a hard time staying on the field. I think that somebody will give him a a big paycheck to leave. I hope he doesn't. I hope he's back in purple next year. But But you can't be mad at him. No. I'll never be mad at anybody for going up a level or for taking a better contract sideways. Yeah. I would be angry if somebody left us by choice and went to play for, like, Cincinnati. So, all right. That's all I got. That's what I've got for tonight. You got anything else? No, man. No? That was good. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, everybody should be... You maybe couldn't tell. But Andy Frederick is playing through pain tonight.
1: I'm not playing through pain. I'm
0: Andy just... Frederick had an event that caused him to be several purple stuffs deep before we got started. Just and just
1: got stuff going
0: on, man. So it's... if you thought that the jacket conversation was out of place... And that we spent too much time on bot mitzvahs. You should be lucky that the whole thing wasn't just a bot mitzvah planning session. It's
1: a busy week. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I was proud of myself. I'm proud of yourself. I mean, I'm saying, like, I am too. Way to go! I'm gonna eat some pizza. After the pizza only stuff. thing I have to say is what we always say. Yeah. And uh, that would be uh, what was it again? Oh, Hold on, I, oh, can't, uh, I can't. I can't remember. Oh right, Go, go City.